get into the ring and start running the ropes. This is Isis the Amazon, and you're listening to Running the Ropes. Step in the ring with Maverick. If you ain't smoking weed because you got a good job, then by all means make your paper, boo-boo. And Mike. Hello, Gohan! Have you done your homework? Because if you don't, Chi will kick my ass! As they give you an in-depth analysis of the WWE. TNA. Back to you. It's Running the Ropes exclusively on SNS Radio Network. But anyway, we do have a guest host with me this evening. You know him, you love him, straight out of the United Kingdom. That fucking foreign kid. He's got to invade every show. Might as well come on mine. Chris Kelly from HillocksAirlines.com. Chris Kelly, how's it going? You know, it's good and... Yes, I, I'm here for one week, guys. Don't worry, I'm not taking over the network. I'm not slowly invading every possible show. So you're, I'm you're might too busy to come on my show, except for, except for this week. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on? Uh, well, I, you know, I as listening... I said on Monday night on WNL, yeah. I actually attended the UK party of TNA Wrestling. Nice. And it was like a Twitter-only event, and I got to meet JB. And JB is a legend. Um, you know, I love JB. He's my favorite personality right now on that whole on that whole company. Right, like, uh, like when uh when I was talking to him about about like Impact, and uh, did you see did you see him Impact this past week? Yes, I did. Now, do you know when they bring out that guy to promote? I think it's a UFC show or something like that. Doing one of the matches, he they had him on. The announce team. Oh, Jesus. Why? <laughs> well, we go to JB. Who's that? And he goes, I don't know. So, <laughs> even JB had, had no idea who was on the announce team. Well, because I, 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 I know I've heard the name before. I forget the name now, unfortunately. <laughs> Good research on my part. But I, I, I really, honestly, I don't get why they had him come on Impact at all, really. I mean... There, there was no point to it myself um, that that I could see. Anyway, um, but yeah, fucking I with me, I've just been working and stuff. But yeah, I I figure uh, I figure TNA needs the publicity and TNA needs to you know put be on good relations with UFC for some reason. So yeah, and oh no, 
I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure e- even if it was UFC. Like, it, was, it, it might have been some like random show that was after Impact because they did show a brief a brief clip of the show. Well, it, I, it was know, UFC. I, I know Ultimate Fighter is starting up soon. I, I don't know, but like, it was just quite funny to hear JB go, "Yeah, I have no idea who he is." <laughs> and but JB, the class act, like he was there for four hours at at the, at the uh, UK party, and he spoke to everyone in in, in that in the little uh, arena. And he made sure that everyone left that party with a bit of um, merchandise. Oh, like, wow. I got a signed bag by JB and Doug Williams. Doug, Doug, Doug Williams had a fl- flew in from America for the event. Um, and I also got a signed Mickey James poster, which, and you know, it's probably is after right now, but that's a different story for a different day. Yeah. Um, but, man, overall, it was a great event. Like, they had Dixie, they had Dixie Carter calling via Skype. Oh, nice. Uh, and there was a huge. Uh, we want uh, we want a pay per view, Sean, and she agreed. And Good. she just said, she she just said that we had to keep bugging, uh, keep bugging Sky Sports because that's what we did to, to get them back on TV. Because if if, if you didn't know, they were actually taking off t- taking off uh, UK TV for a bit because uh, Virgin got bought out. That... And Dixie said she said that she's fully open to doing TV tapings and a pay per view here. So that'd be great on their part if they get that. That really would. That really would. Um, I'm, I, but I'm trying to think: is, is it gonna be like how WWE did Rebellion and Insurrection, or are they gonna do something different for the for the entire world? Well, I like after the Skype call, I spoke. I spoke to JB, and JB goes, "It'll probably be a worldwide event." So, and you do know that the whole IWC will c- cry and complain. Because they because it, it would probably have to be a pre-recorded pay per view. That or they do it earlier in the day. Because mm. of course it is a five, five times a day between uh, Great Means Time and Eastern. Well, I, I doesn't Universal Studios let them do live pay per views from the Impact Zone? I mean, I don't see how it would be a pre-recorded thing. Um, well, actually, what the hell am I saying? Of course, it'll have to be uh, uh, recorded because. By England, the, not, no. Yeah, because you guys are going to be in England, and it's going to be like, what, 2 a.m. by the time they do it? By the time they broadcast out here? Unless they show it live in America. So, that'd be 2 p.m. start time. Oh, 2 p.m. start. Oh, okay, well... If they do it back, five hours back. Because the tapings you, here, you just start at half past seven. So, minus five hours. Yeah, minus five hours, I pick it back to 2 p.m. Right. And... Would that affect the buy rate? I don't think it would be because, as we know, TNA has their lot of fans that buy pay per view week in week out. So I think you and it would be a change from when it the usual wrestling um, timing for pay per view. It'd be something that they could do to step out the mold of WWE right. and WCW by having the pay per view at a different time. And at the same time, they have uh, they have a lot. For some reason, I, I've noticed they have a, a bit more fans out in the UK than they do out here. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, a impact lot of... beat. Go ahead. Well, I was say impact has Ooh. the last few weeks beaten WWE Raw in in ratings. I'm, I'm just wondering how it'll be received as far as uh, oh shoot, how it'll be received as far as um, how can I say this? popularity goes if they do a, a UK event like that how 
the rest of the IWC out here in the states will take it because we we've seen since 2003 we've seen the the ROH bots come out the robots if you will and, and talk about you know just find some way to bash TNA I would personally I would love to see them to see all the TNA haters come out and bust on TNA for that you know I mean I could see the people that constantly call into the you shoot sessions talk about it but I mean, it matters if it ma- it all matters, right? If TNA make enough money that that would um, that would gra- gap the bridge between the buy rates, because if they can make because when were they? Of course, in England they could charge for tickets to the event. Right. Well, any, anywhere outside of the impact zone, they could charge for tickets. Yeah, but they can't do it in the impact zone. And no. if you look, and if you look when they uh, at this week's also last week's tapings in North Carolina. That was a one thousand three hundred sell. Everyone bought tickets for that event, and that's great for them. They're yeah. making money out of the impact of it. I and guess it, it's it's have... a point to where a lot. It's come to a point where if they go outside the impact zone, which is a free show and people can come in to see it, it. I I think now they're getting sort of like the anti WWE treatment where if they don't. If they haven't heard of one thing about TNA, you're not going to get much people. Well, I think it depends where they hit because, like, like I say, well, that's when, why they only when, had that's why they only had 1,300 people in the building. And in, in North Carolina, it's considered wrestling country. Exactly. But like, like I say, they they arranged this event in England, right? They arranged it on Twitter. And they gave it two days publicity, right? Right. And within two days, they got 300 people to go to London for this party. That's and good. That's that crazy. shows that shows the popularity. I mean, right there. I mean, as much as I as much as I like to, you know, hit uh, you know, bash on TNA for putting out for what I consider ha- had been a dumb product as of late. I mean, <clears throat> they do they do a really good job promoting themselves as far as Twitter goes. As far as you, you know what I'm saying, all these other things going on. Well, yeah, like this. This was a test of their of their social networking skills. This this was not mentioned on TNAwrestling.com. No, it was, and it wasn't mentioned on TNA Impact. It, meant, it was a Twitter thing that JB set up to like okay because I was speaking to the hostess okay who actually arranged it okay right JB had had the idea two weeks ago, and the hostess that I'm friends with now she. Booked the the uh, arena or sorry the venue, uh-huh. and then JB had about three or four days to promote it. So and I mean that just shows how fast he'll go, how 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 much he'll jump on getting to the fan appearances and all that. And you mentioned on WNL, you guys had uh, Doug Williams, Dixie Carter. Uh, you had Dixie Carter on Skype, the Jarretts on Skype. You had all these other things going on. And it really worked out because of the fact that not only w- were they willing to to show to show up in some form, out you know even if they were they weren't there in person, they were still willing to interact with the fans in some way, and that was a perfect way to do it. Um, and like TNA and like, really does, puts it up with the fan appreciation, I think. 
and like, he, like he, even Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett was being his his, his like coming hero role. Like, and the best part about the whole promo, he basically went into kind of a English accent. And oh. He kept he kept calling us uh, freeloading wankers. Freeloading <laughs> wankers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then when when we had hit, and then when we had uh, Jeff Jarrett on, on the Skype line, where, um. The fans, the fans are crying, pay per view, pay per view, and Jeff Jarrett goes, "You guys, you do know that means you have to pay to go to them." So the uh, no, the that would mean TNA would have to make money. <laughs> and, and then the fans are trying, and then the fans are trying, give us free tickets, give us free tickets. <laughs> it, was, it was actually hilarious, but I give them major props. I, I like, like I say, it was a fantastic event. They got fantastic publicity. They had. Um, they had they had cameras from Sky Sports there. They had cameras from, of course, TNAwrestling dot com there. They had cameras from the Sun there. So for them, that was a fantastic event. Like, where was the last time you can think of a WWE putting on a free event for you to meet talent? That's insane. I I I, re- I see. Here's what I don't like about it. If TNA is willing to go out to the UK. And, you know, all these other countries, they just got a thing out in India and Mexico and stuff like that. Why can't they come back? Why can't they come to Northern California? Uh, is that, like, I don't even know my American states, is that a hotbed for wrestling? It's not a major hotbed, per se. It's sort of a medium to hot, major hotbed. But fans out here, I can tell you from talking to wrestling fans out here at APW at the APW garage at uh Pro Wrestling Revolution and all that these guys want their TNA <clears throat> I mean I I would love to put the word out there somehow I've told I've left uh replies on Twitter to Dixie and JB and Jarrett all three saying you know San Jose State University has an event center that's the perfect size and the perfect uh, acoustics for a wrestling show. And right. I say that because they've hosted WWF in the past at the San Jose State Event Center. Well, like, and here's one thing that teenagers do that WWE don't do. If you go over to TeenageWrestling.com, they have a section where fans can request to have events come to their, come to their city, right? And I think it's monthly. The, the city with the most requests, that's where they go to a house show. Oh, okay. So if I get people to make a request, or if I sign, if I get a petition started, basically. Yes. Uh, like, I, I'm not sure where about on-team wrestling is, but there's a pit where it says, like, request a house show. And if, and if you can get enough people to request one there, you will get a house show in that event and in, in, in the area. I think I, I Which, think I can make that happen. But like going back to the whole TNA this past week, not only did it like in my opinion, the show was much much better, minus the Stingwin. Like I I wasn't like the whole show was fine. I I liked the show, and not 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 only was was, was the show great, but visually it looked better. Like, yeah, it looked more like a like a WWE event than it did an indie event, <laughs> because I often compare the Impact Zone to an indie show. Well, for a long time, for a long time, TNA has been considered the uh, a glorified indie fed. 
because for a while they've been getting a lot of independent people in there. Um, but I mean, I could see where you'd think that because a lot of a lot of independent companies run their shows out of a garage. You know, I, I've said it earlier, APW Garage. It's only a, a small. It's only a small two-story garage that at most could fit probably about 250 or 200 people if you could fit it. But, I mean, th- there's some that'll go all out. I mean, Big Time Wrestling has a garage, but they, uh, they're they actually doing all their shows now in a, in a, at the Newark Pavilion. So, I mean, Impact Zone well, can seem like a, a, just a giant soundstage, and that's what it is, really. And that's why, like, like I said, the, like visually, it looks like a WWE show. And I know people are like, why? That's bad. No, it's not. Because WWE right now is the best visual-looking company. Right. Not, a, not a, like, uh, I know from time to time their product sucks, but visually, when you tune into WWE, you could tell the difference between the WWE camera and a camera within Tina Wrestling. Right. And, and, and that's that what I love thing about I it. credit Hulk and Bishop for. Since they have come into TNA Wrestling, visually, it's got better. See, and, and you say visually better, and I, I, again, I completely agree. I actually consider it, the show, M- TNA Impact, as, mm, as more like an updated, high-definition 2002 to 2011 uh, WCW Saturday Night. Because when you look at it, Saturday Night was on a soundstage. Of course, it was on the other side of the country. But you know, just put a turntable under the ring, and you got a full, an all-new WCW show right there. I think that, like, and like, this is what some people want to tell. They're like, "Oh, he must die. He must die." And I'm one of these guys. Like, I I try and consider, I try and consider myself a neutral. I don't. I don't like. I don't say I love WWE, I love TNA. I'm a neutral. Yeah, same and, here. And, and as a neutral, you want both companies to survive. To quote Loki from this past Friday, you need competition. As as a competitor, you want competition. If not, it's kind of boring. That's you true in everything, though. That's true in pretty much everything in life. Without competition, you're going to have a crappy product. Without something for WWE to compare themselves to, or TNA to compare themselves to... They're not going to know what's good, what's bad, outside of what the fans are going to say. And, like, if you loop back to when WWE and TNA were head-to-head, right, how hard did you find it to stick to one channel? Did you not find yourself flicking between both channels? Mm, yeah, and I, it, what's funny with me is that I... Some people don't like TNA's product, but they're still, you know... But... At times, I forgot Raw was on. I admit that. I would sometimes forget that WWE Raw was already on. Um, Because of the fact that TNA started earlier. TNA started at 8 o'clock on those Mondays. Yeah. But, you know, Raw still started at 9, which is fine. But there were times where I just completely forgot it was on. (laughs) And, like, there were points where I would literally just watch TNA and go, you know what, I can watch Raw in the morning. I have to watch TNA. And this is something that I've, I've always said, right? TNA were unlucky. TNA went head to head with WWE post Mania. Post Mania is when they're strongest. Yeah. They, they went head to head with, wouldn't it, a draft? 
and the Shawn Michaels retirement show. And the only person I blame for that really is Eric Bischoff, because he was the one that he was the one that set up the focus group, or uh, 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 he was the one that set the scheduling for it, that that put it in the ear of Dixie Carter, saying, "Why don't we do it after Mania?" Because he thought, you know, he thought that when when everything came to uh, let's say, whenever Eric Bischoff thought that people were still gonna ride the WrestleMania wave after WrestleMania, that people were still gonna love wrestling, they wanted to see what was gonna happen after WrestleMania in WWE. So why not try TNA? That's how. That's why I think it was the. Uh, that's why I think it was the worst decision. And yeah, I do blame Eric Bischoff because he may be only a character on TV, but. Knowing well, you, his you, reputation, you, he's still got some pull in TNA. Well, you say that. I, I think, and I'll have to quickly check my sources, but I think it's the PW Torch that is reporting that he's got a promotion to be an, an, an executive producer. So he now does have an official title. Oh, boy. So next time he Jim goes Jim Cornette on, must be pissed off. So next time he calls into some wrestling radio show on blog talk and says, ah, oh, you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, he now does actually have, I mean, yeah. Well, hey, he you know, does have that, that invitation. Yeah. If you, if anyone listened to wrestling news live, uh, this past Monday, I'm telling you, someone from TNA is going to step up. I, like you know what? A- I even took it. I even took it a little step to the side saying, if they don't have time to come on Wrestling News Live, but have time to make a statement, I'll let them come on my show. Well, like, here's, a, here's a quote, and I do have to credit, of course, ProWrestling.net. Uh, Eric Bischoff is now, the, is now, is now an, an executive producer within TNA Wrestling. One of his duties is, is, to, is to represent the, the company in various ways with Spike. So he's now, in t- he's now the link between <coughs> Spike TV and TNA Wrestling. And I I this, I feel I, I just threw up my mouth a little bit, excuse me, but that ugh, I just can't see that working out for very long. Well, like, and this is something I said on W uh, WNL, and 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 this is something that Twitter as well. Right, this whole immortal storyline where they had Hulk versus Dixie, it's not a time to play out, okay? Because Hulk's been injured. Hulk's now back, okay? He's not he's not he's not hundred percent. Uh, fully fit, but he's back. Okay, so they and this past week, just him being in the ring was him being a presence. Okay, and then you saw him him being talked down to by the network. Okay, have Dixie join the network. Okay, so she is now equal powers with Hulk Hogan in theory. Have her basically boss him around by the network, so she's not employed by TNA. She's employed by the by the network. True. I mean, she could pull the whole uh, benefactor thing too, and say, and "If then, you want my money, do this." She could have him on a leash like that. And then what you do is you have like because like this is something I think face it the whole immortal fortune thing that was that was created to be destroyed, right? And. You you know the payoff will be that Dixie Carter gets the company back, and I'm thinking what we'll probably do we'll probably get Team Bischoff, Tasha Hogan, versus Team Carr, and it'll probably be Dixie uh, officers to quit her role 
within the network if her team loses. If, if Hulk loses, Dixie gets, Dixie gets her her power back. And that would be the payoff. Of course, Hulk loses. Hulk becomes a, a wrestler slash normal minion. He's Dixie not going to... You know, honestly, I couldn't see him getting back in the ring at all. Well, I, I, I say wrestling. You, well, you know what I mean? Within a storyline purpose. He would okay. be a wrestler. Because, I and mean... you have Dixie return to her power, all right in the world, and that would probably end up with Hulk Hogan leaving TNA, because, as you know, his contract is up at the end of this year. So then he might be gone by Bound for Glory. Yes, and the thing is, they can kill this storyline whenever they want. They have the pieces in place. Well, and see... they not... What I love about what I love about how TNA does Bound for Glory, they do it like WrestleMania in terms of ending things. Like you know, Sting and Jarrett at Bound for Glory when they wrestled for the TNA World Heavyweight Title, they uh, you know that was a storyline that got killed that uh, ended after a lot of buildup. I mean, they did a really good they do a really good job with ending storylines at Bound for Glory. Uh, Victory Road as well, Lockdown as well, but not as much as Bound for Glory. Um, and I say that because, like I said, uh, I say that because with the wrestle with the whole WrestleMania mystique, and the fact that TNA has a lot of a lot of push when it comes to fixing themselves. I, I've said it; they take that one giant leap forward, but then take just as many steps backwards sometimes. Um, or just one step forward and then five steps back, they end up, they come forward at a really good pace with Bound for Glory. Um, yeah, Kurt, Ang- and, Kurt Angle and Samoa like- Joe, for example, perfect example right there. That ended up Bound for Glory. And, like, right now, <clears throat> TNA is kind of in a rebuilding process. They now have everything they need in place, okay? And I don't think anyone can disagree in the last two or three weeks the product has got better. No. If it's got better, and this is something that's great because we've we've seen it when it's been Russo being crazy mad. The past few weeks, apart from the whole three three eleven where it was, has been great. And I want to quote something that Bischoff said on Monday Night Mayhem. He said that he had nothing to do with the three three eleven um, promos. Good. He had nothing to do with it. Do you believe so, him? Do I believe Eric Bischoff? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I I can see how he wouldn't do that because I don't think that um I I I I, I would believe him if I hadn't known any better. Right. But considering how often he's been, he, he he's made some decisions in wrestling Hulkamania for example um I he you know it, it, it wouldn't be surprising if, if he was really the one but then again well, then again with Vince Russo on staff I, I, I kind of believe Eric Bischoff more than I do Vince Russo well I think it's fair to say there are too many in and there are not enough chiefs. That is one thing that I will give credit for towards Ring of Honor and WWE. There's one guy in charge. Right. There's one There's one guy you please in WWE, 
It's a man. It it doesn't matter what you think. I think the guy next door thinks. Okay, it's what he thinks. Right. Within within Ring of Honor, you have Kerry Silken or Jim Cornette. With so Kerry technically, Silken, they have the two guys in charge, but those two guys have equal respect in the locker room. But Cornette's the booker, I, I, I believe. Cornette's the executive producer. Well, yeah, he's also he, the yeah. booker too. So he's the one booking it. So there's no one to argue. It's just him. Because he makes good booking decisions. The guy's fucking smart like that. That's why he's one of the best minds in wrestling right now. And that is why Ring of Honor is doing fantastic. That's why. Do you get a chance to see their eye pay- their eye pay per view? No. You know I I've been wanting to, and I'm definitely going to start downloading more Ring of Honor, starting tonight actually. Um, because I want to check out their their last HDNet show. Um, because I know they stopped their contract ended, but I I was I, I'm gonna start doing that for sure. Maybe I can I, talk I Ring was, of Honor. Maybe I can get someone from Ring of Honor on on my show. We can try it. I mean, we of course cool. had. We we've of course have we've we've had Kate on 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 unplugged. We've had Christopher Daniels on, on unplugged. So. Ring of Honor are companies that are open to the internet. They, because, of course, they are in it. They have their shows. Because without the internet, they're fucked. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, but I think they use internet to their advantage, to us because they can offer the fans cheaper pay-per-views. And, but they do, they do good with the internet. And, uh, and I mean that in a good way, you know. They, they, start, they started... They're kind of what ECW was trying to be outside right. of the hardcore. But, I mean, with the good wrestling on there, they have great wrestling on there. A lot of them are yeah. spot, monkey, spot monkeys, but still, we like it. It's pure wrestling. like Exactly. You had the world's greatest tag team. You, you were a tag team contest at the main event of a pay-per-view. When was the last time that happened within WWE or TNA? That's true. And, and, a, good one a, t- and a good one at that, too. Uh, like, they have guys like <coughs> Sheldon Benjamin, Charlie Hoth, Homicide, Christopher Daniels, Colt Cabana. By they the way, sp- speaking of Colt Cabana, I- I'm going to make a public announcement here. I want, I personally, Brian Maverick Bertrand, want to congratulate Colt Cabana on becoming the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That Indeed. guy, I, my God, dude! I, I, I knew. I know he's a great wrestler, and, and I loved watching him, especially when he's doing this com- comedy antics. But to be to be put on that prestige of being the NWA World Heavyweight Champion—that's awesome. Well, the belt doesn't have as much prestige as it used to. No, but still, but still I respect it. It's still a belt you can take off and say yes. Yeah. But, you know what, to, to end this whole TNA discussion, this past week was great. I'm just not sure what the what Sting can bring to the table as world champion. I mean, well, he's 56 years old now. He's the sixth oldest world champion in history. I agree. And I, the only way I could see him sticking around longer, any longer in TNA, is if he helps out backstage. But I don't think that'll happen. But, here's the question, right? If they have him drop the belt at the next pay-per-view, that means TNA have had four world champions within three months. 
and here's a random uh, random the here it's a to random fact the Miz has become the first champion since Triple H to hold the WWE title for uh, for a hundred days. And that first hundred days of Triple H was what two thousand two thousand? Something that. Something yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, con- congrats to the Miz. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you want to call it praise, go right ahead. Um, <laughs> speaking of Miz, awesome. I I gotta say he did great. That the. On Monday night, he did amazing. I don't know yeah. why. I mean, I, I'm i a little confused, though. I don't understand why he attacked John Cena after his promo. Because. I, I mean, I get it, because it's his WrestleMania opponent. But yeah. I just so didn't see it, the point. It, okay. Think about this, okay, from a creative standpoint, okay? And think about it in, in the long term, okay? John Cena is so focused on The Rock that he forgot about and, The Miz. And fit, yes, literally and, fi- and figuratively, The Miz is thinking, that behind, is thinking that from behind him. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, I, so it's it basically showing that The Miz, no, sorry, that Cena has is basically saying, The Miz is an afterthought. I want The Rock. He said, the fuck like, The Miz. And The Miz is like, Hey, I'm still here, Tina. But hey, you know Cole what? said, no, not belt. yet. My turn. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was just making stupid comments. Go for it. But, like, <laughs> did you see that a fan jumped at the barrier? No, I didn't. Like, you you can't see it because, of course, the, the uh, camera pans. Like, if you go back and watch it, you notice that the camera stays on the Miz for about two minutes. And then if you turn up your volume, you hear someone go, Go, we've got we've got a sprinter, we've got a sprinter. And you see the and, and you see the ring bouncing? And that's Oh cool. yeah, that's when the Miz when the Miz is in the ring. Yes. And I saw the, I saw the bouncing in the ring the extra bouncing all of a sudden. Yes. That and that was because someone done the barrier. <sighs> Which means he's doing something right. He he's upsetting your fans to a point where they want to jump the power and punch him. <laughs> like He's not. He's not on the level of CM Punk, where he's got he's got people punching him at live events. True. But he's he's at a level where people now hate him so much they want to jump the barrier and get kicked out of the wrestling event because because they hate him. You know, I've seen a couple of things like that, and, I, and I'm probably derailing my own show here, but I've seen stuff like that before. I remember on an episode of Nitro, it was either Nitro or Thunder, where Raven was in the ring doing a promo in the corner and a fan suddenly comes up from behind him and, and catches him right in the face. Right in the side of the head, actually. And then security takes him down. It, I mean, it, it, there's that. And uh, when I was at a house show for WWF in, like, 99... And Mick Foley, as dude love, got punched in the face with a can of, uh, or with a cup, of, with like a big cup of soda at the San Jose Arena back in the day. <laughs> um, well, it's I just things like that. Yeah, see, I, I understand the passion of the fans, but they really need to know. Think about this: they could take you to jail at any time if you jump that guard. Yep. 
So I mean, I don't get it. Just just go to an event. You can cheer. You can boo. You can take whatever sign, but just don't be stupid enough to jump over a barricade. Don't be yeah. Don't be yeah. overzealous like that towards your favorite wrestler and attack the bad guy. It's, yeah. It's just mind-boggling why you would do that, but we think some people still think pro wrestling is a sport. There's still some people that think, you know, that there's still, well, there, I mean, there's some people in some parts of the world where they think wrestling is real. And I right. don't blame them because there is that mystique, you know. There's still that mystique that they that they retain. It's very, it's cool. But they, but they they tend to act like the 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 generations before them, back in the old territory days, and attack the wrestlers. It's stupid. It's just beyond me why you would do that. Like, I've been to what four or five events, uh, TV, like TV tapings, and I've never had the urge to go jump the barricade. No. Apart from when I saw AJ Lee. I did get him to jump the barricade. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Lee, who was that again? The chick that was on NXT that was rookie's to Primo. Oh, well, that would make me want to jump something else, too, but... Uh, <laughs> Ow. <laughs> that's a whole other situation in itself. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I understand completely. Um, but one thing I've... With all that, I think that uh, with wrestlers, uh, with fans attacking wrestlers, see, there's a code within the wrestling, within a wrestler's realm that I that I learned. Basically, if something happens like that, the wrestlers are allowed to beat up the people. Yeah. Because it's technically defending themselves, and they won't go to jail over it. Um. But. That's all the more reason not to jump the barricade because if you're a John Cena fan and you go up against the Miz, or I mean, if if, the, if he's going up against the Miz and you attack the Miz, you're gonna be stuck with that burden of getting your ass kicked by the Miz. Like I've seen a few like videos, like I saw one where I think so it was Eddie Guerrero and someone jumped. The barricade. I think it was facing R.E.D. in another match, and the right. fan pushed pushed out the ladder from underneath him. Right. And Guerrero snapped, and this guy got his ass right out of the ring by security. This could Eddie Guerrero would have killed him. And see, what's great is that th this is one thing I want to give John Cena props for because he's alert like that. When I mean, this is honest to God real ability. When he sees a fan get zealous and jump the barricade and actually make it to the ring, he will instantly get up, he will break kayfabe and push him to the corner and keep right. the person in the corner. And there's a lot of YouTube videos like that. If you search for it, you, you'll find it. Right. He'll, he'll get up. He'll simply, he'll jump up as, you know, as sellable as possible and keep the person in the corner so that security can get him out of the ring. Yes. And that's, you can't write that shit, folks. I mean, you can't script that. You can't book that. That's John Cena as John Cena. Oh, shit. But, 
that again, that's all the more reason for fans not to jump the barricade because the wrestler, because you will be on the receiving end of an ass kicking if a wrestler does not, if another wrestler does not do that to help you. But sometimes WWE has used it as like kind of a storyline in the past when they had Brett DiBiase jump the barricade. Right, but that yeah. was that wasn't a fan. Technically, yeah, it, it wasn't it, a fan. It was someone who was a trained wrestler. If some, but if it was someone that wasn't a trained wrestler, being overzealous like that, then there you go. They played. They did play that up when Savio Vega came in the WWF, though. And surely, if the fan gets injured, okay, whilst he jumps the barricade and gets injured on the way to the ring, could they sue the WWE? If in, a in fan the attacks the wrestler and he gets his ass kicked during the entrance? Yes. No. You have any good? They could try, but it's going to get thrown out. It's well, going to get thrown out and they have to, or not thrown out, but the, the person will have to pay a fine. Well, if you think the last guy that tried to sue WWE for getting injured at the event was that guy that claimed that his leg was badly injured because Triple H fell on him, and yet he still does bang racing cars? Well... See, that's another story. If a wrestler accidentally hits another hits a fan, like say with, with a, a missed chair shot or, you know, something like that or, or a pyro or something like that, then yeah, they could sue and they could actually have a good case. But what's cool is that WWE will instantly take it out of court and do a settlement and pay for it, no problem. But right. If it's a fan attacking the wrestler, the res that's assault, and the wrestler could the wrestler has the right to defend himself. Yeah. Even if it is part, even if it's not part of the show, he still has the right to defend himself, to break kayfabe and defend himself. So, how much of last night's board did you actually get to see? I saw most of it. I I watched all of it. I enjoyed uh, it for the most part. Like everyone, the endings. I thought the ending was crap. Right, do you want to hit a break and come back and talk about it, or do you want to talk about it now? What's up? I said, I said, do you want to hit a break and talk, and talk about it after the break? Yeah, let's hit a break, because Cottonmouth is setting in, and I need to, you know. Um, so, when we come back, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Impact. Smackdown. Smackdown, a Your whole lot more. <laughs> so, stay tuned. There's just a lot of things that caught our eye. We'll stay tuned. We'll come back right after this. Hey, it's JB Jerry Borash, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, triple W dot headlocks to headlines dot com. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you just suck my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Alright, welcome back to Running the Ropes right here on exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Brian Maverick Bertrand back with you once again. And with me this week, unfortunately Mike can't be with us, but we have the hardest working man on the SNS Radio Network. You know him as the fucking foreign kid. I know him as Crelly. Crelly. Uh, uh back to what we were talking want, about. If you want I can act more like Mike, I can act like a bit stoned and like this if you want. No, that's but my job. That's not me. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're talking about war and the best best bits, best bits of war. Now, what are your thoughts on the whole Cena promo? Because it was meant to be a knockout blow, and I don't think it was. Well, for the last couple of SmackDowns, or last couple of Raws, I mean, I just couldn't, I can't get behind him at all. I really can't get behind him at all. Hey, Mav, Mav, Mav I think we're about to make history, okay? Okay. We're about, to a, we're, we're about to make a phone call. Welcome to Running the Ropes. Who is this? Yo, uh, what's up, Crowley? Uh, what's up, man? Uh, this is Latino718. How's it going, mate? 
How am I? What uh, the fuck? Well, how am I getting a, a a phone call on a podcast? What? Oh, no, e- no, no one can email anymore. Jesus, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, nah, man, don't take this the wrong way. Uh, I didn't even know Curly was uh, doing the show with you. Oh uh, no, no, it's it's fine. With the wrestling, that's all. Well, then just say what's on your mind. We we're talking about a bit, a bit about Raw. Do you get a chance to see Raw? Uh, yeah, I did. I saw it uh, last night. I thought it was great. Like we talked about the uh, the the John Cena promo. What what were your thoughts on the John Cena promo? Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, the only problem I had with it is that every time Cena keeps cutting these promos on The Rock, he seems like he's not taking them seriously. Uh, he seems like he's taking it as a joke. Yeah, it kind of seems like his his whole point is. I'm heavy week, but you know what? You got a contract, and that I and I know I'm taking that line from JJ, but it's true. If you got a contract, you will be there every single week and See, until you're making. I look at yeah. it like this. You, you're right. You and JJ are right. He's got a contract, but and and at the same time, he's making what ten thousand dollars a match, and he's Rocky only making here. what. Four million a year, or something like that. When the and he he, I'll take it again to what JJ said. The Rock's making five and a half million dollars a pic a picture, even if it is the Tooth Fairy, or you know something like that. It makes more sense to me that The Rock isn't there than he than him being there because he's not making much being there. Well, I think in it, it's a whole point of building the tension, like I. I don't think we should even see the Rock and Cena in the same ring until Mania. Like, have have the ref take, take a bump, have him knocked out, have them have Cena going for a pin, and then have the Rock run out. Have the Rock tease about to Rock bottom, Cena turns around and Rock bottoms mid. Cena gets a cocky, so then he gets Rock bottomed and gets and gets people over. The Rock walks out. Well, and the mid get a pimple. That could work, but when when I look at it, it it's. I could see two things coming out of this. I could see The Rock coming out and attacking The Miz as a twist. But at the same time, I could see him become the third person and make the, the WWE title match a triple threat. It's not, it won't be the first time. But I, I just don't see... I don't see the point in them making this match except for the fact that it is a dream match. It really is a dream match to the biggest stars in the industry in the last, what, 10 years are, are, going, are wanting to go head-to-head. And it's just the fact that they're, they're uh, getting to WrestleMania. But I think WWE fucked this one up more than anything because of the fact that they made that they had John Cena win the Elimination Chamber. Well, you have Cena going, you know what? The WWE title is there, but I want The Rock. Exactly. And it's kind of, and we all know the belt of props, okay? But it's kind of like, the belt, I, I don't want the belt, I, I, I want The Rock. That's and a- it's kind of like, like Miz isn't important. Yeah, which is dumb because he's a WWE champion. Exactly, and, and that's why I don't like this whole WrestleMania situation because of the fact that this is your title match situation. 
Why are you going right. to have someone who's already occupied in one storyline with The Rock have him go and become occupied in the WWE title situation? There's no no plausible reason that this would that this should happen. Uh, no, man. Hey, Latino, what's your thoughts on this whole Rock scene of the mid uh, scenario? Uh, well, I, I got to agree with uh, what JJ's been saying the, the last few weeks. Uh, if you're not going to have the match at Mania, what's the whole point of building this up? Exactly. Uh, I know there's plans of having a match at SummerSlam, but uh, how are they going to plan this whole thing now from now until SummerSlam? Well, I'm thinking they probably have The Rock on, like, I don't know, about a 10 appearance contract, okay? So they use one up already. They use one up to promote probably Mania two weeks away, Mania, and then you'll probably have him appear, like, at, uh, like what's a pay-per-view before SummerSlam? Like a big pay-per-view. I can't think of any... Before like, SummerSlam? Like, like, SummerSlam's in August. I think The Bash? Have, have him turn off The Bash? I, I think it's the Money in the Bank. Yeah, it's the Money in the Bank. Like, because... I, I'm thinking this could this could be a Mania match next year because you have the Rock screwing at this one okay? you have the Cena and, and then you have the Rock beat him at SummerSlam you then set up for Mania and have Cena go over the Rock at Mania right but then why are you building it up now because they want buy rates simple as that it was just a coincidence that that the Rock needed. To, he's not even promoting a movie. It was just coincidence that WWE's gone PG. The Rock want, wanted to turn up because he's done he's done everything in, in Hollywood. And it's kind of like oh crap. The Rock, okay, the Rock wants to. So they let uh, him say ass and bitch and and. If you smell, what the Rock? <laughs> Hello, website. So they have hey, him because so they have him do all this stuff and. They have them say ass. They have them say bitch. They have them say all that because of buy rates. Yeah, because what is one thing that WWE fans want more than anything? Well, the Rock, of course. The error back. No, the error attitude. That's what they went back. This PG era sucks going to them. It's it's the worst thing since sliced bread. Wait, no, it's making the money. But they want the PG era. They want the blood, sex, and gore and whatever. Okay. And them swearing, the Miz swearing, saying ass, that's a throwback to the era. That gives them a nostalgia feeling. But John Cena is going to say, oh yeah, I got fined for saying ass. I got a little over-emotional. So are you I'm just looking at it as someone who's seeing the PG and is saying, if you're going to do, if you're going to go PG, why are you having the Rock, why are you having the Rock come out and say all this stuff? Why are you having the Miz say it all of a sudden? But you find John Cena because he's a face. It makes I no sense. Did you know what your boss is? Well, um, I thought what Miz did was was awesome. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, basically <laughs> saying, hey, you you all forgot about me, but you know I'm the champion. You're supposed to know who's who's facing the champion. That's Cena. And, and that works. Basically putting the focus on Rock and Cena. Right. And it works. I mean, that's why I'm saying that this could be turned into a triple threat match. Because of the fact that you have 
you have The Rock and Cena going at it, but The Miz is sitting there saying, wait a minute, you already got a match with me. Why the hell are you going after The Rock when I'm the one with the belt? And then you have The Rock costing the belt at Mania. Or you make it a triple threat match. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. In, in the triple threat match, okay, The Rock has a chance to win the belt, but he, he's, he, he's not to pin the mid, turn it down, and hit you know, with the rock bottom. And then you have the Miz get the pinfall. But would that turn? But would that turn Rock Hill if he if he beat up Cena, or would it turn him even more, even more into a face? Mm, I'm thinking because he has been gone for a while, and he came he came back in a big with a big impact. He'll be face again. There's just no way right. around it. Uh, does he know any, any more things on your mind? Well, I just want to see. Uh, well, since uh, I accidentally invaded Mav's show, which uh, <laughs> I didn't mean by by doing no, that, so Crelly's probably want to just somebody know, being Crelly. Just know, know that you're the first phone call I've had on this network. <laughs> <laughs> in in a oh, weird way, I'm you're the first you. caller on a podcast I think ever. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, uh, one thing before I go, I just want to get uh, well, I guess our uh, math thoughts on uh, St. Carlos promo that aired last night. I, you know, I I've seen a little bit of the promo. Um, I I'm actually gl- I'm sort of I, I'm I'm a little torn <clears throat> because I've seen Mystico. I've watched see I've watched him in CMLL or AAA or wherever he was at. I also watched him at when he wrestled at New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom a couple of uh, for a couple of years. Yeah. But I think the promo the promo wise, the the sole promo without looking at the future, I think it was great. But after but beyond the promo, after he debuts, after he goes into it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's gonna get the. Uh, he's definitely going to get the Ultimo Dragon treatment. I I disagree because they didn't push the Ultimo Dragon like they're pushing him. They didn't have all this press around him. Like they didn't what, have all the is... press around him as much, but they did, but WWE themselves promote heavily promoted Ultimo Dragon coming in in two thousand two. But like, what is the one thing you think of, of Ultimate Dragon doing at WWE tenure? Him slipping over <laughs> the uh, his cape. That's yeah, true. Uh, That's true. Twenty. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I'm I'm just I because I see Ultimate. I saw Ultimate Dragon's uh, stuff from the last I'd say six years, and it's really good. Um, I, I've downloaded uh, his match with. Uh, Alex Shelley in PWA, which was phenomenal. And his tag team match with, I don't know if it's his son or his student, but that uh, was a good match student. with the Motor City Machine Guns. You know, I, I just, I have a lot more respect for Ultimo Dragon, even though even though I never saw him slip his slip on his cape. So, I don't know. But I hope, epic, Sinkar, I hope Sinkari does very well in WWE. I I just I I just hope if he doesn't get the Ultimate Dragon treatment, more power to him. I hope they put him over more than Raven Mysterio. I really do. So, 
Anyways, uh, Latino, thank you for coming on the show. Um, anything you want to promote? <laughs> uh, well, not really. There's not much to promote, but I just want to get my thoughts on this whole Stinkara thing as well. I mean, oh. I honestly didn't think about the whole Ultimo Dragon treatment until it was brought up just now. And uh, I am also worried about that. Uh, he obviously doesn't know English. Uh, supposedly, he was uh, trying to learn it since September. Uh, there's really no word about that. And well, thankfully, there's a I lot of Latino wrestlers in WWE. What's that? Thankfully, there's a lot of Latino wrestlers in WWE. I mean, Alberto Del Rio, Rey Mysterio. You know, they. I mean, they're probably piling around him already. So. Well, yeah, but uh, I don't know if you heard that that uh, the rumor going around that you know, ADR was not happy that you know Sin Cara is coming in because supposedly he wants to be the only uh, Latino wrestler there after Ray's done, which. I think is a kind of a bad way to say. I mean, why he, he's going to be the babyface and you're just going to be the heel. You need a babyface Latino to go against the heel Latino. I mean, yeah, but he doesn't want to share the spotlight. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry if wishes were fishes, we all be in a damn ocean. If I could quote Jr. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, fuck him. <laughs> 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 anyway, Latino, thank you. Well. We'll, we'll see you uh, hopefully next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and once again, uh, I apologize. I didn't mean to in- invade your show. So, oh, no. Uh, don't worry about but it. But I'll listen. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. All right. Bye. And that was Latino718 from the chat rooms. Oh. So, oh, I mean, wanted to. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I, 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 I like the fact that Sinkar is in there. But I, I see nothing but like him going from from oh my god, Sinkar is going to WWE, it's gonna be huge to oh look at that, half his stuff has been taken away from him and he's gonna slip back into mediocrity. Because well, he can't I use have, the moves he has. Uh, I have breaking news right now. Okay. Current Ring of Honor and former WWE star Shelton Benjamin was ha- has worked the dark match for NXT. Oh Jesus! He like he's not on TV, but he he worked the dark match against Kurt Hawkins. Oh really? Yes. Where was this at? Tonight, just now. Oh he, yeah, because they're doing SmackDown tonight. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, it is hometown, but and I do know that he's not actually contracted to Ring of Honor. I I I confirm that. He's not contracted to Ring of Honor. No. Really? Yes. Uh, this is something that I I I try to book it into with, with him via Ring of Honor. Okay. Uh-huh. And they literally do not own him. Like he works now on a day by day, like a week by week basis. He's not. He didn't have a full a full rent to them. Okay. And that's why I couldn't book the interview for Unplugged. But yes, he he worked the dark match for uh, for WWE Town tonight. Nice. Well, see, at least he was received, you know, by WWE. He wasn't, you know, and because I know. He was released and all that, and at least they brought him back with open arms and not, you know, just gave him a stern talking to and all that. He made a, he made a decision, so 
Good for him. Honestly, good for him. Um, but, like, I'd love to see him return because I think he's a great athlete. Well, he's a phenomenal wrestler. There, yeah. there, there's no doubt about that. But the only way I, you know, personally, I could take him serious. I mean, probably because I'm used to it. But I, I would love him to come back in a tag team match again in a tag team. Probably not with well, Shelton Benjamin or not with Charlie Haas, but you know, some. If you if you go watch Final Battle, you will see that, that guy he tore the house down with Benjamin. Oh, sorry, 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 with Haas. Sorry. They tore the house down. That, that, that was proper tagging, Mesley. Right. So this guy, he is now, he can now do singles and tag wrestling. So this guy could be a star if only he had a mouthpiece. Exactly. Showing... Exactly. If Shelton Benjamin had a mouthpiece, give it to him. You know. But So speaking of SPAC now, because this is something I want to discuss with you, Bab. You seem to have a, a hatred. What's that now? <laughs> past few weeks, I've been listening on the archive, and you've been bashing SmackDown. I you have. No, this is my and JJ's show. <laughs> we talk about this shit. So, Matt, why? <laughs> why are you being bashing SmackDown? You know, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, they have the wrestling part on their side. They've had it for a very long time, as opposed to the storyline aspect that Raw's had. <clears throat> um, I don't know what it is. I mean, something. Eliminate ab- the hate. Eliminate the hate. I I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to be as fair as possible because there's just so much stuff that goes on on SmackDown that's utterly ridiculous. I'm already. I mean, the world. I, I, the characters. There, there's shittier characters on there than on Raw. And they intermingle on Raw, and I have to see them on Raw. I don't like okay. SmackDown because they end up get putting Vicky Guerrero in a revolving door. They have a revolving door for general manager. I mean, they, even though it's have, been going know, back to Teddy Long, you know, that's cool and that's perfect because, let's face it, Teddy Long makes an amazing general manager because the guy is talented. And the guy can talk. But... Right. Then you then you have them go. I'll give you an example. Drew McIntyre. I've right. put this man over. I love Drew McIntyre. In in the ring, the guy's a fucking monster, and I love that. I love the monster. Uh, you know the big moves he does. But then you put him in a storyline, and you make him look like a whiny little bitch. I'm thinking, okay, I'm, 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 this isn't off any source or anything that. I, I think he might be he might be being getting punished because of his because of his girlfriend slash wife Tiffany. No, this is Tiffany before that. So this, was, this was well before that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about when he first did his feud with Kofi Kingston over the Intercontinental Title, and when he for when he said he forced uh, or, or when he went to Vitzik Man. And Drew McIntyre got the authority to force Teddy Long to give him back the title. Right. That's, I mean, to me, that makes him look like a little bitch. Not really. It's, it's, it was him being the, the badass hill, yeah. bullying the face. 
and it made you hate him more, didn't it? Did you not hate him more after that than they did before it? Well, yeah, maybe it's because I'm getting caught up in the storyline. But for, but then Vicky Guerrero's on there. She ends up going on and off there all the time. Right. Even though she's been already fired twice. Right? But Ricky Guerrero. Ricky is Guerrero. A fantastic <laughs> heel. No, she makes a great heel. I, I mean, the fans hate her. She's got that annoying voice that makes you want to strangle her and rip her vocal cords out. But that's what makes a good heel, unfortunately. So you hate heels because they're doing their job now. This, this, well, you're turning, you're turning so, into, uh, here, you're turning in into, w- and you know, two point oh, no, cafe beer. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, no. In WWE, it's become the fa- it's become the point where if you have an annoying voice and have a character that you that you could put, if you could put at least five minutes into a character that people will hate. You're a good heel. That's how I think Vicky Guerrero came about for this character. And personally, it I, I just it irritates the shit out of me. Which and is good. Vicky Guerrero's not the only You're one. It, no, she's not. It, it's a good thing because, as far as heels go, she's by she's become by far the biggest heel on SmackDown, which makes sense. But I fucking hate her voice. Which is the idea. That's why she said, excuse me. That's why... She's impolite. That's why excuse whenever me. she yells out, excuse me, and, and like that, I mean, Charmel was the same problem when she was going with King Booker. You know. But would you not, would, would you not compare Ricky Guerrero gimmick to the currently the one used by Man's Remain in TNA where she just screams at the top of her lungs? No. They both go, exo! Okay, not excuse me, but... They both scream they like... They both scream. I'd actually compare it to... Um, when the beautiful people wore heels. Right. You know, it, it just... And speaking of which... Laycool is another example. It's annoying. Fucking stop it. And when, But whenever Vicky Guerrero talks, I just want to take a, a sledgehammer or a baseball bat and just slam her in the teeth. Just for her to shut the fuck up, you know. It, it's it's, and that's the idea. You're meant to hate her. I know, and it sucks. You're buying into the gimmick. <laughs> you're buying into it. This is why you're a wrestling fan. You buy into the storyline. You're meant to hate her. Okay, but then here's the thing. Do you agree with me about Michael Cole? Cole is awesome. Michael Cole is fantastic at his job. He's good at his job. Okay, but he calls himself, but. For years, for literally years, ever since the first Iraq show, ever since after that first show in Iraq, he's considered himself a war correspondent, or he said on TV he's a war correspondent and a broadcast journalist, which he is not. Okay, okay the Untaker continent of a dead man, is he really a dead man? Well, no, but I'm just saying, <laughs> don't bullshit a bullshitter, you know? But uh, don't like say, don't fuck you... with my intelligence here. If, he if you're, we know you're though. a color commentator. Stop trying to but put yourself over as a fucking journalist, because you're not a fucking journalist. Yeah, but by that same same token, if you don't believe what they're telling you, Undertaker's not a dead man. He's a, 
he's a goth kind of a gothic guy that likes to go around pretending they're Halloween every day. He's a goth per se. <laughs> he did have the goth no. look for a while, which was funny as hell because he had uh, my sister. Uh, pointed out the uh, the barbell eyebrow ring, which is funny, eyebrow piercing from like ninety eight. If you, it's if you really think, oh, okay, Cole did go to the war zone, but he did report from the war zone when he was doing SmackDown. So in theory, he is a war journalist. No, but he is. No. <laughs> He was a. If you, he was if considered you a war correspondent because of line, one thing. Well, because of one thing, and that was because it was the second. It was during the second show when they were taping the second show. One part of the base got attacked during that show. That's the only reason why he would think of himself as a as a war correspondent. There's not because. There's no other reason for it. He's not a war correspondent. He just happened to be there saying uh one of the play one of the parts of the bases got attacked. And I he I just happened still, to see it. Like dude, he was what still the fuck? a correspondent when the war got attacked. When he but, got attacked, he was still but there. But for who? But for who? WWE. Exactly. Is, for WWE. For okay, World okay, Wrestling no, no. Entertainment, he, he not Fox Sports, not MSNBC, the... not fucking CNN, for World Wrestling Entertainment. Fuck Michael Cole. <laughs> but you know what? Hopefully, hopefully after this feud's done with Jerry Lawler, we won't have to see him on either War or SmackDown. I fucking hope. He can't work with Cole after you guys beat he- 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 at WrestleMania. No. It wouldn't make, make sense. sense. It'd be like, yeah, okay, laughing at my ass. Ow, ow, you and I are not good friends. It just makes no sense. So but then after WrestleMania, is JR going to come back? Um, no. I, 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 I definitely want JR on a full-time basis. Then if, I think, then if I, something happens, if, if, my, if Cole leaves Raw... Who's going to take over? Because I don't think Josh Matthews Josh is going to take it. Matthews, really. Matthew is a fantastic talent. Matthews has been groomed since day one to be that new voice. That's true. And you've got... And you've got... Um, Booker T. Like, you've got Todd Grisham. You've got Matt Stryker. You've got the guy that does superstars. WWE needs Matt Stryker back. No, Matt Stryker just references Wikipedia. I suppose he's there. On his, on his iPhone going, okay, this is wrestling history, Wikipedia, and he references Wikipedia. He is a walking, talking, wrestling Wikipedia. Exactly. He changes the information the whole time. <laughs> well, just, like, just, just like Michael Cole saying that we've never seen before the educator on Saturday last week, <laughs> which we did. Just like at TLC when when Nate Iheart did the double figure, uh, double. Um, Sharpshooter. We had never seen that before, apart from the month before. <laughs> Wrestling likes to be just like the Intercontinental title. When that was first first forged, that was actually made up. The match that that belt was won and never actually happened. Technically, like, technically, it never happened. So, actually, maybe maybe Matt Tracker does belong there because he can just make up lies and people believe it's true. True. I just like how he believes that he thinks it's right. <laughs> 
Now, did you know? And here's a he makes it. He makes it sound so convincing. Here's a match like a fact that people won't believe me, but it is true. This this WrestleMania will be the I think I think it's the first time that an American has not defended the no yes that has not been involved in a WWE title match. (laughs) Exactly. Because in theory, Yokozuna was born in America. He was in. He was born in Hawaii. Oh, he's born in America. So, and so if that works, and um, if anyone wants to, just for me, feel free. Just send me an email, chriskatesmatterhotmail.com, or you can email the show at runningtheropes at yahoo.com. or tweet us, or tweet. Matt, us. We we need to get a Twitter page. For, for I need. I, I. You know what? That's a good idea because I I do have tweet deck and I could add another uh, Twitter feed online. So yeah, that's fine. I can do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally, I love Michael. I, I love Matt Stryker. I then said you love Michael Cole. <laughs> Fuck the tape. I want to rip his head off. I want to rip Michael Cole's face fucking off. I talk about him so much, but you, because you would think I would like him, but I don't. I want to rip his vocal cords out and tell him to shut the fuck up. I really do. Yeah. Just as much as I want to do with Vic Guerrero. Yeah, but Vicky Guerrero is awesome. Fuck her, dude. That's bullshit. <laughs> She's a charity case. So, what what else do you hate about SmackDown? What what else do you hate about SmackDown? Because so far, all I know is that you're upset about Vicky Guerrero. I'm upset and- that Vicky Guerrero keeps getting on there all the time, but now, now thanks to what happened on Raw this past Monday... I don't have to worry about it. Two, uh, there there are things I like about SmackDown, though. There are things. Booker T is calling Michael Cole on his bullshit because because Booker T is not doing the wrestling thing anymore. Now he's being Booker T. Probably still getting yelled in the in the headset. Be champion. Yeah, really. Um, okay. What, the what Edge has been doing a good job. Kane has been on the mid card level and slowly decaying. Well, uh, like I'm not quite sure what to do with Kane because, of course, it's going it's going to be the chorus of the big show at Mount Mania. Right now, there's reports that it'll be uh, it will be uh, Kane and Big Show versus the core, Big Show and Kevin Nash, something like. Christian and Kofi King the rest of the core. Kane, since winning that world title, has just gone... And... It's like, I, now, the I, only the only thing... You, the only other thing you could put him on is that at least the second title run was longer than the first. And I honestly do think that when Kane retires, he will be in the Hall of Fame. If not, there will be a riot right here in Hampshire, England. I promise that right now. For Kane? <laughs> Yes, Kane needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Really? Yes. I don't see that for some reason. Really? You don't think Kane's been a Hall of Famer? He's been in the business long enough. You know, that's an, okay, that's an interesting email, okay, for, for listeners. Does Kane belong in the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah, I want to know people's opinions on this. Email me, runningtheropes at yahoo.com. Bring this up. 
Do you people think Kane should or should not be in the WWE Hall of Fame? Let me know why or why not. Because, th I mean, that's a really good question. And thank okay. you, Crelly, for coming on for saying that because it makes an interesting point. He's been in the... Because to me, I look at it like this. He's been in the business long enough. He's been all over the place he, in, in terms of a push or punishment, then getting unmasked, then doing all this other stuff, does, does that qualify him to actually be inducted in the Hall of Fame? Okay, how about another name? How about JBL? JBL's another one. Because you had to think, didn't he? He came from... Be what was his first gimmick? Wasn't it his first gimmick in the WWE was Black Jack uh, Bradshaw. Yeah. In like '96, yes. So would Bradshaw be a Hall of Famer? Who do you think currently on the roster or, recent, or recently left the roster is a Hall of Famer? That's a good. That's question. a question that I, I, I want to know. That, that's what I want to know from you, Matt, and also the, the listening audience. Would JBL be able to get into Hall of Fame? Yes, because just the fact that he's evolved, that he's that he's become a billionaire, that he. His character evolved over time. He became, he became very successful personally as just as much as he became successful in the wrestling ring, and he wasn't afraid to tell a motherfucker about it. So yeah, I'd say that would be that would be enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. But you do forget that he, that he, that he did get KO'd by, by Jerry Styles. <laughs> well, Joey Styles is going to the Hall of Fame just for that. Like... <laughs> They're going to mention him in ECW, but he's going to go in for knocking out JBL. Oh, here's a, <coughs> ironic, here's a quite funny thing. On Twitter, when uh, when JBL returned, Styles was going, Oh my god, JBL! Like, like, like in like caps, going, JBL! JBL! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then on exactly. .com, they had JBL being interviewed by Styles. That would be so hilarious to watch. <laughs> I mean, and that brings up another one. If Kane comes into the Hall of Fame, if Kane gets into the Hall of Fame, who's going to present? Who's going to induct him? Undertaker won't do it. I mean, he might. But it's... Cool bearer? Yes! No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Katie Vick. Oh, Jesus. Out the coffin, induct him out the coffin. Well, see, <laughs> yeah. Let Triple H do it because, and do it in the in Kane's mask because <clears throat> Triple H kicked Kane's ass so many times he feels he owes him. But, okay, <laughs> you the, know the thing, with, the thing with Triple H is right. He remembers when he kicked your ass. But when you when, when you kick his ass, it must be forgotten, and that's the case with this whole Undertaker Triple H feud. Apparently, they they've been told not to bring up the fact that uh, Taker beat him ten years ago. Oh my God! That, is that why? Yes. Oh my God! I knew it! I knew it! I. Oh. That is why they've never mentioned the fact. That is why. You, I just drew out my glasses. You see no fit. 
Your glasses. Because I... I'm trying to contemplate the reasoning behind this. Why are you denying history? Oh, wait. Undertaker already beat you. But we can't say that you that you already did. Fuck! But it, it, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm guessing it must be something to do with Triple H always wanting to appear strong because if you remember back to 2007 or 8 when they released the SVR video game, uh, game companies were banned from showing any images of Triple H in a weak position, e.g. bleeding or being hit, hit with a weapon. What? Yeah, I'm being serious. On a video game, they were banned from showing him being hit with a chair or being shown within a weak position. Then why... Don't they have his match on Legends of WrestleMania? I don't know, do they? I gotta get... I'm gonna get that game. I'm, I'm definitely gonna get that game. I've got it. Don't buy it. Not worth it. <laughs> no, actually, I, I'm gonna buy it because I, I like it. Um, well, it's, it's a good game. It's just the facts. Like, I like, like, the whole chain sequence. I just... It's, uh, it just feels too awkwardly different from the SVR series. That's why I'm not gonna put any SVR people on there. I'm gonna keep it as is. I'm not gonna fucking import nothing. Fuck that. No, anyway. if you do, right, it's quite funny because you can see the difference in their pixels. Like, the characters from SVR, they're, they're pale, like Seamus. Like, and the, the characters in the Legend of Wrestling game are all like, kind of, they look like uh, sprayed tan bananas. <laughs> so. <laughs> I like that. Sprayed tan bananas. I'll have to remember that one. Um, so. But. Funny. I'm I'm trying to think like if that particular match is in there because mm. it would show him at it we can say and when they brought him up when, when they were talking about Undertaker's streak when they were talking they, about when when he was going up against um Randy Orton and they were they showing showed, his wins they showed him getting last right but never pinned but they showed him getting last right. Yeah, okay, but I'm referencing, the fact. I'm referencing the fact of the video game when they were doing media production for it. Not not in the actual game itself. Okay. I'm just thinking... Uh, um, wait, are you kidding? Wow, oh wow. I what? just received the uh, list of NXT rookies. For season and, five? Yes. This and I'm going to go cry in the corner. Okay. Oh. What it is, or what it's called? Okay, basically, it's the second. Okay, it's called the second chance for former contestants. Oh Jesus! So Tara Guerrero is a pro of Darren Young. Yuji Tatsu is a is a pro of uh, Brian Saxton. Tyson Kidd is the pro for Lucky Cannon. Vladimir Klaus. Oh right, Klaus and like Tyson Kidd was in the business long enough, but then again, same thing with Alberto Del Rio. Okay, rub it, rub it. So, Koslov is a pro of of Conan O'Brien. JCG oh, is is a pro of um oh uh, Jacob Novak. Guess who the pro is for to- for Tyson O'Neill? Who? Have a guess. Think of the most uh, think of the most ironic person to be managing Tyson O'Neill. The most ironic person 
Not Miz, no. No. John Cena. No. No. Why would smaller. they put Cena? Literally smaller. Literally Hornswoggle? Yep. <laughs> what? Wait, hold on here. No. <laughs> Why? Why is a midget... Or, sorry, a dwarf... Being a pro... For... A giant... For... <laughs> again, I get this again. Do you know what the prize is? Right. Do you know what the prize is? For winning NXT Season 5? There's a prize now? Yeah, there was in a prize. The prize for number one was you got a title shot of your choosing. Number right. two was a fucking contract. Okay. okay, do you know what the, the prize is for number five? What is it this time? To earn a spot to earn a spot on NXT season six. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you win season five to go to season six. Oh my god. <laughs> Talk about digging their own graves, you know? <laughs> oh, wasn't that... This is a live recording, too, by the way. I... Oh, wow. I'm... My head hurts. <laughs> I... So... I... So you win season five to go into season six, and it actually comprised. So then, what's the prize for season six? It's just right. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just. <laughs> Let's take a break. Our last break of the of the day, <laughs> and when we come back, we'll keep going on this just to see how that would possibly make sense. You listen to running the ropes. How is Hornswoggle a pro? Like, literally. Right? right? <laughs> take a, like, we'll take a break. We'll take a break. That, we'll that would be the shortest ever pro talk ever. Literally, it would be, it'd be so small. Like, I, what I need right now, I need to sound it. If I, if, if I can be heightest for a little
<laughs> okay. Because literally that would be the smallest prep top ever. And doesn't even speak English. Exactly, he doesn't talk. What's like, the point? You could say that Titan came up a little short. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> On that note, let's really go ahead and take a break. Oh, wow. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Stand there and shut up, because I've got a lot to say. I am Bobby the Brain Heenan. Get it straight. We're here making television history right now. Now. For the first time ever released on DVD, the unprecedented collection of one of the greatest managers of all time in Bobby the Brain Heenan. You know, I'm the kind of a man that doesn't like to be made a fool of. You listen to me, you go to the top. From his dynamic relationship with Gorilla Monsoon. Will you stop? Just wait a minute. We're on the air here. What was this, a joke? Yes, I know exactly what's going on here. I had my dinner. Why don't you be serious? To Bobby's controversial time with WCW. Someone please tell us what is going on, please. Relive the most outlandish. I'm on my television. Try to catch me. I'm not much. Witty. Well, in Beverly Hills, I happen to know that my mailman right there is hunchback. I'm just carrying my mail. And unforgettable moments that has shaped the brain's illustrious career. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Available now. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. That is some good bath water, baby.
Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library, and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. All right, welcome back to Running the Ropes exclusively here on the SNS Radio Network. Brian Maverick Bertrand here with you once again. And Crelly's back with us as well. Uh, before we get back on track, let me just say a new company has started up right here in Oakland, California. It's called Hood Slam. It's ba- well, I, I've heard a lot about these guys. It's a lot of NorCal wrestlers um, that you'd see at APW or, or uh, Rival Forge if they ever come back. You know, things like that. Hoodsla- I mean, it's just all these guys taken into a whole nother direction. Um, it's 420 friendly, so hey, awesome. <laughs> it's uh, bring your own beer, you know, things like that. You can drink, you can smoke, you can do whatever you want. Um, but you get to enjoy an, a, a funny and really awesome wrestling show. It, 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 but it's a different type of wrestling show. If you ever seen Kaiju Big Battle with the giant monsters, think of that, but with, but instead of giant monsters, it's just really interesting characters. Five of the, those characters are stoners. Two of them are from a TV show. And three of them are from video games. It's insane. Go check it out. Their website is www.birdswillfall.com. That's the official website of Hood Slam. Check it out. Their next show is April 8th. Find out all information on their website. Also, All Pro Wrestling. Uh, check, that, check that out on YouTube at allprowrestling.com. Locally here in, in California, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, they're going to be on KFTY Channel 50, uh, Digital Channel one. I think it's 189 or 199, I forget. Check them out, allprowrestling.com. Uh, the company that brought you the great Kali, Crash Holly, Spike Deadly, and Alyssa Flash, aka Cheerleader Melissa. Awesome company. I've been I, I've been in contact with them for many years. I highly recommend watching them. So check it out. Uh, anyway, NXT season five is by far the most R E tarded thing that WWE has ever come up with, and no, I'm being right. and I'm being nice. It, it, it's fantastic. 
I mean, you've now got a midget as a pro. I mean, we we've gone from Lake Cool to Hornswoggle. We've gone from we've Lake gone... Lake being the train. We've gone from the Miz being Brian Danielson's trainer to Vicky Guer- uh, to uh, Lake Cool being Cav- uh, Loki's trainer. I'm not saying Caval. Fuck Caval. It's all about Loki. Then, Vicky Guerrero becoming Aloise's trainer, a.k.a. Isis the Amazon from Lucha Libre USA. By the way, watch that. Um, great show. Great, great product. To Hornswoggle. To... I haven't seen this last one, so I don't know if there's any outlandish ones for season four. Um, um, no one watched it, so... <laughs> so fuck it. <laughs> and then now to uh, Hornswoggle being the trainer sure. for Titus O'Neil. I'm not sure who even won number four. I, I, I literally think no one watched it. Like, for example, a blind man could have won it and no one would have watched it, so... They could like us and just have the whole turn up on Monday Night, Monday Night Raw and reform the new, new, new Nexus. The new, new, new Nexus. <laughs> um... <laughs> Because they killed the Nexus, CM Punk is slowly lo- losing the Nexus, so the new Nexus. Right. So we do need a new new Nexus. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm just thinking that with everything going on with NXT, why don't they just end it? They already got Tough Enough coming back. They already got, you know, a TV deal for Tough Enough. Is this a way to bring independent wrestlers into the fold? And to show the world what they have in order to bring them into the Raw and SmackDown? Well, the reason that they keep it NXT is because it's still got international clearance. What does that mean? It can be shown in England. It can be shown in France and Spain. So do, then do they show it on TV in England and in, in, in all those places? Yes, yes we, 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 we should get it on TV. Okay, that makes sense. That so makes it's sense. The only show that actually has, because like, tough enough, I don't think it has TV clearance yet. But at the same so, time, they're gonna—they're still gonna bring in independent wrestlers, like Loki, like Brodus Clay, like all these other guys. Yeah, but like I said, you're gonna have the Diva Search, which hasn't yet got clearance. Tough enough that hasn't got clearance. NXT has clearance. That makes sense. It—it it, it used to have some some, some credibility, but I'm just thinking. I just think no one watches it. How is like all of respect to kid, but he's not a pro. He hasn't been in there very long. He he was he was trained in the dungeon, so it makes sense. But same thing with Alberto Del Rio. Why was he bro? I mean, why did he have this Brodus Clay dude? By the way, though I I know a celebrity that really promoted that helped promote NXT because of Brodus Clay. Snoop and that was uh, yeah, Snoop Dogg. I, I yep. I have his Facebook, and yeah, he's he's really been putting it up there. So that's because he was his bodyguard. He was what? That's why. But because Brutus Clay was Snoop Dogg's bodyguard. That's why. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that's why. But yeah, like there were talks of having a five and son at NXT, which I thought would be great. They're having you a what? Have guys, 
a father son in NXT. So like it would be Dusty uh, like uh, the the Million Dollar Man and Brett DiBiase. Yeah, exactly. Great. Do that. Do that's what NXT needs to really should do to really be promoted heavily again, and that's to put legends as the pros. They not could do Hornswoggle. it. <coughs> no, not Hornswoggle. Who literally cannot tie my shoelace. Who literally can't speak English. I don't know if he can or not. I mean, I'm sure he can, but, you know. Um, but... He... Oh, anything he, but that. Well, Hornswoggle can, can tweet in English. So he can tweet his orders. He grunts. He, he doesn't speak, he grunts. He tweets English. <laughs> You can tweet his instructions to Tyson O'Neill. Who's going, make it a win, make it a win. Or is that Patty Watson? I don't know. I think, and I mentioned earlier how Vicky Guerrero was the trainer for Aloisa. That's not as bad as Goldust being a trainer for uh, Oksana. Well, no, Gold, Goldust is, as much as people don't like him, he's a legend. Is That's he, true. okay, another one. Would he be in the WWE Hall of Fame? Dusty Rhodes? Yes, Dustin. Well, yeah, fucking now, like, ever since Cody mentioned it, yeah. Like, there are so many names right now that are, like... He's been put through hell in wrestling. Have you noticed would that? You put, would you put Ray Ray in the Hall of Fame? Ray Mysterio in the Hall of Fame? Would you put him in there? Mm, Dusty Rhodes? Ray Mysterio, sure. The, would you put people like William Regal in the Hall of Fame? Because he's done the stripes. True. Like, this is something I want the, the listening audience to email myself. Who, who would you put... Uh, yeah, exactly. Who would you put... In addition to thinking of Kane should be in the, in the WWE Hall of Fame, I also want to know who who would the listeners put in the WWE Hall of Fame? You could email you could email the show at runningtheropes at yahoo.com. I, will, I would definitely love to share your emails on this because that... I mean, who do the fans want... In the Hall of Fame. Already, <coughs> so far announced this year, we have Shawn Michaels, oh, excuse me, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Bullet Bob Armstrong, by the way. And Sonny. Surprise. That, that and Sonny. out of nowhere. And who? Oh, and Sonny. And Sonny. Tammy Lynn Sitch. Sonny. I'm a little. I was a little surprised that Bullet Barb Armstrong got in there, especially since he never worked for WWE. It's quite funny considering they they turned not to show his uh, video package on Raw. That was funny. I, I was I was actually laughing at that. that there was no. Do you video think? Package. Do you think this could be a catalyst for the return of the Road Dog to WWE? Yes and no. Um. Yes, because. Uh, because he is related to him, and the fact that he's going to be on WWE TV for the first time in, what, 11 years? No. When did the Road Dog... No, Road Dog left WWE... When did he leave WWE? No, 10 years, because he left WWE in 2001. Did he? Yeah, to, to work with Jerry Jarrett in TNA. Okay. Let me... You keep talking, I'm going to take it out. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking he did. He might have left in early 02 for yeah, TNA. That, that would seem a little more closer, but I think it would seem too close for that. But yeah, 02. Yeah. 
Um, just don't, I just don't think I, I think he might come back to WWE and, and it's funny because they'll bring him back with the same theme song there's no oh, way they're going to change that and then would you put him with, with uh, K-Quick I mean, no I, I, I'm sure a, a few times maybe to tag with R-Truth you know, but that's it you know, I, I found something out okay, like, oh, I was looking through my tweet from last week and I tweeted, and I quote from my Twitter page, I would, I, I, I put, so WWE is, is holding NXT season five. I will only watch, watch if, if Maurice, if Maurice replaces Matt Stryker. And this week they've, they've brought Maurice on as the host on NXT. Maybe they do read Twitter. <laughs> but, I don't mean, know. Ah. I'm not going to do it yet. I mean, we 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 can all be spoilers, but I might actually give NXT season five a, a try, as long as they don't have the retarded challenges, which apparently, by the way, they're going to have in the new SVR game that comes out next year. An NXT champ? Yes, you're. Um, apparently, I uh, like this is what the content for figure four, figure four Wiggly. You will have a um, your creative wrestler road. We'll see you go through NXT. I wonder, will there be an option to uh, drop to, to to Drew McIntyre, then quit, and then go to the indie scene? <laughs> yes. <laughs> will there be an option for you to go on Twitter and just say, "Fuck WWE, I'm going back to the indies." <laughs> That'd be a great game if you could literally have like quite a few indie scenes, and like you had to end your way up from the indie scenes up to WWE. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should plug this to the guys over on, on the course card next week. I'm just hey, that's true. It's free booking. <laughs> I'm just but. thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking that with the way NXT's been going, I'm surprised they're doing it. they're doing more seasons. Well, they in theory you 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 cannot cancel a show that's on the internet. Like you literally cannot end a series. No. If you're gonna end the series, do it on TV. It's it's, it's kind of like most rest, like wrestling radio shows. There's no official end to it. It's just w- one long series. That's true. Because you can't kill anything on, on, on the internet. But um. So what else is on your mind, Mav? What else is on the mind of, of the Maverick child? Uh, of the one and only Brian Maverick Bertrand. I don't know. I was watching Raw, and I noticed Snooki will be on next week. Oh, yeah, Snooki. She, she's going to be uh, now, fantastic. And now, he, here's what I don't like. And, and granted, I am a media major. I am... I, I keep my ear on media, because that's just how I roll. How, I, right. Snooki's going to be on WWE. WWE is on USA. USA is owned by NBC Universal, which is owned by someone else. Um, but Snooki's going on this one, to which she's part of Jersey Shore. She's on MTV, which is on MTV Networks. Right. So, what? Personally, 
I want to see what they think about it. I know MTV has had great relationship with WWE in the past because uh, when they were on Spike TV, they'd have a lot of specials on WWE and all that. Right. Okay. Apparently, I just made my my TNA debut. Oh, nice. I'm not because gonna they f- they filmed, of course, the UK spin cycle. Did they finally close the it? Yeah, when when they went to the UK, also when I went to the, the UK, Kinepai, they filmed two spin cycles, and oh, they nice. spun around and and asked front row for the spin cycle. <laughs> so I've now I I have now made my appearances in both WWE and TNA. But on that note, carry on. Okay. Anyway, I'm just wondering what. Spike TV is thinking what MTV, what Viacom, MTV Networks is thinking. I'm guessing they're trying to get like cross promotion because isn't Jersey Shore the second highest rated, uh, sorry, the highest rated uh, program outside of wrestling? Yay. Yeah. Yay. But considering that the that. That MTV Networks has a great relationship with TNA Wrestling right now with Spike TV. I don't see how it would make sense to bring to put Snooki on WWE if they were agreeing to it. Because Jersey Shore, like I say, because where most fans of Jersey Shore find out that Snooki's going to be on a Monday Night Show, they'll probably tune in. It's just because, like, okay, I don't know much about Jersey Shore, so you have to inform me. But isn't she like the biggest star from Jersey Shore? Uh, I I don't watch Jersey Shore. All I know is that I I know some of this some of the people from there, but I don't watch that show at all. I think it's trash. Um, that, apart apart from the fist pumping, fist pumping is always fun. Oh 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, you could keep your fist pumping to yourself there, uh, Jersey Jersey boy. Um, but I. I'm trying to think. I, I'm <laughs> with Snooki going on raw. It's like, what's the point? Publicity. I mean, okay, we blame one guy and one guy only, John Cena. He was the one that basically, he on Twitter he begged his followers to get Snooki to follow him. Set it up. I wonder what TNA is going. How TNA is going to respond? Well, didn't uh, on TNA this past week? Didn't the chick from Jersey Shore call out Snooki? Yeah. She called it. Maybe, maybe. For a, a maybe. while ago, they called her out. Maybe Snooki got scared and ran up north to WWE. In theory, right, she crossed the line and went to WWE, and that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, really. I, uh. I don't know. I, I, I just don't like the fact that Snooki's going to be on there. Because yeah, well, she, of how TNA's for one week. promoting it. She did for one week. That's. Like. If you don't like her, just boycott the show. Simple. I mean, there's no point watching a show that people despise. If you hate a show, don't watch it. Yeah. If you you can't see, you can't bitch about it. That's true. But uh, I I don't think it'd be too bad. I mean, she'll bring in publicity. She'll probably end up slapping Ricky Guerrero. She'll probably end up fucking everything up. She's been known to be a real fuck-up. And then she'll end up fucking up John Cena. 
and then here be our mania. <laughs> and then the rock will have to go back to reading his hip pumper. Rise that light. I gotta watch that again. There. I didn't see a teleprompter. No, I, I, I don't think you could literally see it. But okay. <laughs> I, think oh Cena, I think I think Cena was being a bit literal when he said you, you could see the, the teleprompter. <laughs> well, that shirt, I bring it via satellite. I want that shirt. Yeah, so do I. I love that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't I don't have much on my mind anymore. I mean, other than Cole talking on the mic during the Divas match, which yeah, I what, get what it. I, I, I didn't like the fact that they, he did that for any match. You know, I right. mean, for one, it was a title match. You don't do stupid shit during a title match unless the show itself is a stupid show. Right. But at the same time, it's like the match is boring anyways. It's a Divas match. You can't expect but it. Yeah, but that isn't helpful to the diva that busting their backside to get into the no. ship. I mean, not at all. And I bet you, I bet they, I bet the divas had something to say about it. Well, Bret Hart was quite vocal on Twitter, saying it was disrespectful. Right. It was. It was definitely disrespectful. It's a slap in the face, not only the divas but to wrestling, any wrestling. Like. If you got the announcer going, ah, this match sucks, get to my match, my match, why should we care if the announcer doesn't care? Exactly. I just think that in this time where wrestling fans in general are down on female wrestling, to have Uncle Cole being a jackass and go, yep, this sucks, this sucks, get to me, get to me, it sounds like, well, I don't care anymore. So, I, I'm just hoping that one day someone gets their boot, shines it, turns it sideways and shoves Uncle Cole's ass, so... Maybe off Raw for a bit, and we can I can successfully join uh, enjoy Raw without hearing him talk. Same here, same here. I wrote, I wrote that that we have we just bring Maurice and just have her talk French for the for the whole show. Yeah. Or we just have Eve and the uh, Night Hard <laughs> commentary for the, for the whole show. Why not? <laughs> um. Or bring back Loki and have his voice on the announce team. That's true. Abby. Um I I look at it like this. Whatever happens after Mania is gonna be for the good of WWE as it always has been. Um So whatever happens happens. I'm just not gonna I, I, but this shit of Cole talking during a match when he's supposed to be calling the match. Right. It won, if it was anyone else, if it was uh, Joey Matthews or Josh Matthews and Todd Grisham and whoever, if it was anyone else but Michael Cole, they would be fired. They mm. would be fired or suspended or have us have people yelling at him in the headset no but i'm willing to bet he was told to do that i'm willing to bet he was told to stand up and do that for to what promote his storyline yes it's bullshit you don't because do that. you have you have him going oh, i'm gonna be the main event okay so i'm betting he had Vince man go stand up damn it, stand up. yeah because 
you don't you don't do what the boss doesn't say. Your ass is fired. So I'm willing to bet it was probably his call. So do you have any more things you want to hit on? Because we hit on SmackDown, Raw, NXT. Impact. Actually, I think I'm done with everything. I got everything off my Even. chest that I needed, and that Hornswoggle announcement kind of set me back. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we should announce next week. I will not be here. There will be a sp- there will be a new co-host. There will be a new co-host. But Maybe. I won't reveal who it is. I'm going to kind of tease it and leave it down to the three. What will it be? Eighteen eleven. Who will be unveiled on three eighteen eleven? Yeah, really. What we need? That's what? that's our thing. We're <laughs> that's gonna be us. I'm going to, um, <laughs> imagine burn numbers into a screen. Three, eighteen, eleven. And then we need to have him walk around. We'll have him I'll... walk around, and I'll put, I'll, I'll put, I'll find a Johnny Cash song. <laughs> I got one. Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire, I'll put on just, just to say we did that too. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. on behalf of Chris Kelly of, of HeadlocksOfHeadlines.com, Brian Maverick Bertrand here saying thank you. Remember, let us know if you want Kane, if you if Kane should be in the Hall of Fame or not. Let us know why or why not. Also, oh, let cool. us know. <laughs> yeah, really. Let us know who you want in the Hall of Fame. And give us your thoughts on Hornswoggle being Titus, Titus O'Neil's uh, pro. Email me, runningtheropes at yahoo.com. See you later, everybody. I want to go for God. Tonight, I want to give it all to you. In the darkness, there's so much I want to do. And tonight, I wanna lay it at your feet Cause girl I was